Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line. Corks 96 FM. My first guest this morning and my first guest on the opinion line this week on Corks 96 FM is a member, another member we haven't spoken to her before, of ISAG, uh, the Irish Independent Scientific Advocacy Group. And it's Professor Aoife McLeisett. And ISAG featured on the front page of the Irish Daily Mail today. Professor McLeisett, good morning to you. Good morning. And good to talk to you on the opinion line. You too. You warned recently that unless we get it right this time, we yeah. will be still living with restrictions into 2022. Well, yeah, <laughs> pretty depressing, isn't it? But I mean, I want to be the optimistic part of it is that there are things we can do. And I think, like you're saying there in your introduction, Cork and Kerry um, are very good examples of that this can be done and it can be achieved. I think the problem at the moment is that, and a lot of people see it, this current lockdown even though we call it level five isn't like we did in april last year and the fact that we have this b117 variant the so-called uk variant that's much more transmissible it just it takes every little bit of space you give it and so we shouldn't be giving it any space but you know cork and kerry doing really well and i think that's something that um needs to be recognized um you want to get the last little bit. There's a, there's a, in case that last bit, a few cases you have are B117, you'd want mm. to really get rid, stamp them out. But one thing that we'd be suggesting to the government is that they adopt what we call a green zone approach, which is when you get a county like Cork that gets their numbers under control, that they shouldn't be treated the same as Dublin because mm. Dublin is <laughs> a bit of a basket case, like you said. You know, the cases are worse in Dublin. It's a more difficult problem, perhaps, with the dynamics of the city and the place. But, you know, you should be talking about, well, maybe Cork could have a relaxation of restrictions that are specific to the county. But mm. then if you did that, of course, you'd have to be prepared to protect that. That would yeah. mean, you know, not letting the people from Dublin come in with the yeah. virus and ruin it all again. But there's, there's a way to do these things. And I think that it'd be great for the people of Cork, but it'd also be great for the country because you'd be talking about having a really positive example because it is very dreary at the moment. Mm. You know, this idea that the lockdown is kind of never ending almost, but we're not at the same time, we're not achieving enough, at least, you know, not um, uniformly throughout the country. The, the numbers in Dublin are still sufficiently high that if they were national numbers, they'd be worrying. And yeah. they're just Dublin numbers. You know, so um, there's, there's, this has to be fixed. It has to be got under control. But I think we have to look for those areas where we can do a bit more, um, especially, you know, where, where the, the numbers are really stubbornly high. But we also need to give some kind of optimism about there being a point to all of this and something you can achieve with all of this. 
And that's where I think that the green zone idea and the idea that, you know, regionally you can have a relaxation and you don't have to wait for the last county. <laughs> to, mm. I, I spoke to, to your, your ISAG colleague, Professor Anthony Staines, about this a number of times, uh, the, yeah. the green zone policy. And we know that that works, for example, in Australia, where there are parts of a certain state that you're not supposed to go into and all that. But how do you police it, Aoife? Well, yeah, this is, I mean, so we already have the Gardaí doing policing the 5K and they were policing the counties before. It would be up to, it would be up to the Gardaí to do it and to figure out the practicalities. I mean, it's worth trying and I think it's one of these things that they probably figure out a bit as they go. But if you don't do it at all, then you are talking about, you know, leaving everybody to be waiting for the last one. But um, I think it's a combination of the, the Gardaí looking at the, you know, the main roads, and, um, you know, asking people where they're going, why they're going. The same thing they're doing at the moment with the, the 5K and when it was the county restrictions, mm-hmm. doing that, doing it a bit better. And then I think I kind of, I was talking about it before, like a bit of um, like the tidy towns mentality, but somebody else said to me, maybe better to think of GAA mentality and, you know, the county pride. And I think part of that will help in terms of people will want this to work and will will be, in a sense, um, doing this voluntarily as well. You know, the Gardaí often talk about uh, policing by consent. And I think when people know what we're aiming for, what what the point is, I think mm-hmm. that'll be really important in terms of compliance as well. I was looking at your tweets late last week and you, you, you <laughs> made the comparison between this lockdown and the one that started early March last year, yeah. which was a far harsher lockdown. Yes, or an easier to tackle virus <laughs> because yeah. the virus is. Do we need to now. go? Do we? Do you think we need to go back to the level we were at last March and April in terms of lockdown, i.e., two kilometres and everybody at home and a lot more shut down than is shut down? I do. Yeah, I think if we want to get back out of this rut we're in now and get out of it faster then we need to go a bit harder. So that's the, the principle. And, um, you know, so we have, we could do what we did last summer, our last spring, summer. And if we did that, that would make a big difference. And we can add into that the things we've also learned in the meanwhile, which is also the importance of masks and the importance of ventilation. And um, these things help us as well. We know more than we did. We're, and I think if we did something like that, we could actually get out of this faster. At the moment, the national numbers are really leveling off. The, the, the de- decrease in numbers has really slowed down. Mm. And there's a concern that it's actually going back up again, potentially in Dublin. We don't know that for sure yet, but there's co- some concern concerning indicators, there's more GP referrals um, in the last couple of days, maybe that's just a blip, but also the OR number, the famous OR number is hovering around one, it could be slightly above or slightly below, you know, it's much better in Cork, I'm yeah. happy to tell your listeners, um, but you know, um, there's more that we need to do, but I, I would say, I would rather um, have a more strict lockdown that lasted less time than doing what we're doing at the moment. Because at the moment, some people are doing everything. You know, some people are at home and, you know, not seeing anybody and doing all of these things. But a lot of people are being required to attend their workplace. Yes. So you can't have an employee unilaterally decide, I'm working from home if their employer doesn't support it. And so I think the government needs to really mandate that people work from home. And the 
many of those are public servants as well. We see various um, classes of public servants that are required to attend the workplace as well. Councillors, or sorry, um, people who work in the council um, are required to attend three days a week. You see um, HR departments of hospitals are required to attend. And we could, should be letting those people, in fact, we should be asking those people to work from home. It would, um, you know, it would give more of a push to get this mm virus down and we really need to because the numbers we have at the moment are they're too much of a stress on the health system and then of course we know all the in the all the knock-on consequences of that in terms of other services that aren't working as well as they could or should because the hospital is just doing what it can to deal with the the covid cases and so we we really need this to happen and i think the faster the better I find it much easier to think about doing something that'd be much more of a lockdown for a shorter time instead of what we're doing at the moment. And uh, you're probably aware there are some people who have essentially been cocooned since yeah. this time last year. Yeah. And those people um, have no end in sight so long as the virus cases are high. And I think, you know, there's, there's all kinds of reasons we should be doing this. And for me, a short, sharp shock would be the way to go. Now, there are people who call and message this programme every day Professor, and they say, we're already suffering, our mental health is suffering, our children are going demented from not being able to get out. They won't like the sound of you wanting to tighten it up further. Well, I think the way I would say it is um, that is getting all the pain without the gain. And so those people are probably the the examples I'm thinking of who are already doing everything that's possible. And then there's the, um, you know, so I think it's been, I've heard politicians too many times mentioned this idea of personal responsibility. I think every last drop has been squeezed out of personal responsibility. And those examples of your listeners' texts are exactly what I mean. People are doing everything and there's nothing more they have to give, which is why it has to be kind of structural from the government. So these workers, you know, who are in workplaces, making it easier to get tested, making it easier to isolate, and that can mean it's over faster. And that's the point. The the thing I would like to see is if we do it um, more thoroughly, across every aspect that we're capable of doing, then we we get it over faster. So this is a game of incremental gains. You know, this, no one thing solves everything, but every little thing we do adds up to contribute. And even just examples, you know, so you'll have heard over the weekend they were talking about the possible, well, the the three cases of the P1 variant. The Brazilian one, Brazil, Yes, exactly. And um, I now that's supposed to be, it, that, I believe that that cluster is completely under control if we're listening yes, to Philip Nolan. Yes, yes. yes. Um, so those three cases, hopefully they are. Um, the, the thing, well, one extra thing we'd say about that is, you know, we, that's just, um, those individuals were identified because of their travel history from Brazil. Um, I think we have to also be aware that this could come in from elsewhere. But the point I wanted to make was, I saw I saw what the text looks like that gets sent to somebody who's come in uh, with a travel history coming from Brazil. And they say, you know, please contact a GP for a test within the next five days. And then you think, why don't they just give them a test appointment? Why add an extra hurdle? Why send them a text to say, contact your GP to arrange a test? Why don't they just say, here is your test appointment? You know, adding extra hurdles, the people, so the people who are traveling from Brazil, some of them may be uh, not Irish citizens. They might not have a relationship with the GP. Maybe they've never attended a GP before or in, in, in Ireland, you know, so why create extra hurdles? We need to make everything 
as easy as possible to make everything work in our favour. So I think, and of course, I mean, it's a conversation for another day perhaps, but um, if you really want to avoid importing um, the variants that are these concerning variants that might make things even more difficult for us, we really need to be talking about having proper quarantine. Well, because well, when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Let's deal yeah. with that because it's something I plan to focus on in the yeah. next <clears throat> couple of days and indeed we've talked about the last few weeks because we now hear that it could be three weeks before anybody gets to be, to be quarantined. They haven't booked hotels and there's only a list of about 20 countries. Are we doing it right? No. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's an easy question to answer. Um, I mean, so... The, the thing is, this should have been anticipated. It should have been thought about well before now. The idea that it takes time to do these things isn't news. The, the point that they haven't started long ago is the problem. The um, NEFIS and the CMO asked for mandatory quarantine as early as the 8th of May last Correct. year. I'm and, glad um, people are finally remembering that, Professor. Yes. <laughs> I'm very glad people yeah. are finally remembering that. Neffet asked because Neffet asked for mandatory hotel quarantine. I would have said June, but yeah, May, yeah. It was the eighth of May, the letter, and so the government should have been planning for this. And um, so we need to do it properly. We need it to be from it's people from any country coming from any country, including potentially you know Irish citizens returning from holidays. They have to be quarantined too because it's not it's not a thing about foreigners or whatever. It's about traveling and bringing um, the virus back with you. It's what um, scuppered us last year. And there's an interesting study. So Professor Paddy Mallon, who works in uh, UCD and in Vincent's Hospital, did a study that just came out last week. I think it was. I saw it last week anyway, where they did um, they sequenced the genome of virus samples from the first wave and from the second wave and they compared them and as people are now aware you can classify the virus into variants and you can notice the mutations in them and things like this so they they did this they looked at the wave one and the wave two and they see which which variants are they where do they fall in the categories and they saw that we had a certain um spread of variants that were here in wave one and they totally disappeared our first lockdown 
got rid of all of the virus. And our second wave was what was predominantly what people were calling the Spanish variant at the time. So it was one that was first noticed in Spain and it spread throughout all of Europe, including here. And that was our second wave. If we had had hotel quarantine, we wouldn't even be having this conversation now. We would have protected the gains of our first lockdown. So I think we have to realise we can't make that mistake again. That came from people travelling within Europe, possibly Irish people going and coming back. So, you know, we have to do this right um, and you have to give people space to quarantine. So the idea that, you know, we talk about the outbreaks, say, in the the meat processing plants and things like this. And these are not well-paid jobs. These are individuals. Are they avoidable, those outbreaks? Um. Well, yes, I think they, they, and so even part of it is the living conditions. I was about to say, like, the individuals are probably living in shared accommodation and the idea of any of them being able to quarantine or to isolate if they're a contact is pure nonsense. And so the, this whole thing you're talking about, oh, it's personal responsibility, personal responsibility. Some people do, literally don't have space to quarantine or to isolate. You have to give them that space. So we're asking people to do things that we know they can't do and that's just not sensible at all. So the government needs to provide these facilities for people. You need to make things easy for people to do. And, um, you know, the idea of asking somebody who lives in shared accommodation with maybe, you know, probably a shared bathroom, definitely a shared kitchen, the idea that this person can quarantine or isolate is a nonsense. And then, of course, these other adults they're living with are potentially going to different workplaces. So you're talking about a workplace, um, a workplace outbreak becomes a household outbreak becomes other workplace outbreaks. And this is what we're talking about. It's all these chains of transmission. And this is, um, this is a problem as well. So we have to get serious about it. Mm. And by not doing that right, we are prolonging the misery. And so that misery that your, your listeners are mentioning is really real and it's really acute and it's prolonged by not doing all of the other bits that we could be doing. Yeah. And this is, like we say, it's, it's every little thing you do counts here. Everything will help. Even things that aren't perfect will help. And um, we need to really do everything because we need to get this, we do need to get this under control and get this, get us ourselves back to a situation yeah. where we can open up the country in a stable way, not just for a couple of weeks, but stably and get a lot of our normal lives back again. I mentioned that you're a member of ISAG and we've Mm -hmm. had many members of ISAG on Anthony Staines and Jerry Killeen and and Tomás Ryan and and others. And every time we have a member of the group on, we start getting texts like this that say ISAG are totally wrong. They believe Mm -hmm. in zero COVID. It's fantasy from academics in ivory towers. They create a police state, and it's, and we also hear we can't we are not New Zealand. We couldn't <laughs> do that. The one I, my favourite one is but 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 the border. Yeah, like we get- we couldn't. Well, I suppose to be fair, it's not as simple as just shutting everything down when we have a border with another, not just another country, but but outside the EU now. Um, sorry, so you mean you're talking about with other EU countries now as well? No, I'm talking about Ireland. We couldn't do oh. zero here. Um, well, we could. And, you know, it's just a matter of uh, doing it, actually. So the border obviously makes it difficult. But um, the Northern Ireland uh, Executive or Assembly, the health committee there adopted the zero COVID approach um, philosophy or policy unanimously way back um, in the early days of this. So, um, And we've been claiming all along that Northern Ireland was the problem where actually, um, you know, 
the UK have stricter quarantine rules than us now. Um, so there's all of these, I think it's been used as an excuse to not even try, which is really unfortunate. So the idea that we can't do it is just defeatist. And I don't know um, where you end up when you don't try because um, you know people talk about the virus becoming endemic. Um, and it, But, you know, endemic is a, a phrase that, a word covers a lot. You know, you can talk about something becoming endemic, but endemic at what level? If people are talking about it becoming endemic, endemic just means it's, you know, there at a persistent level. Mm. It can be there at a persistently low level or a persistently high level. And I think when people are com- criticizing the zero COVID idea, they're not comparing it to any alternative. It's hard. Zero COVID is hard. Um, but there's no easy solution here. And so the idea then that you couldn't ever achieve it in Ireland is very defeatist. And um, we basically achieved it last year. We didn't protect our gains by, because we didn't actually um, mm. quarantine people returning to the country. Well, Cork um, and Kerry both got to zero last year. Yes, yes. And you're nearly doing it again. And I mean, why should you... I mean, I'd be feel very aggrieved <laughs> to be dragged down and then by, by the lack of... Um, by the lack of follow through, you know, to, to protect that gain. And then, you know, I think this is a thing where it is, it is a hard problem because if you see it like a huge problem, it looks impossibly, overwhelmingly enormous. But if you say, could Cork get to zero? I think people agree, yes, you could. You're, you're heading the right direction now. Mm. And, you know, and you could keep going, you can get all the way. Could Leitrim get to zero? Yes, they could. Um, you know, and you can talk about could various counties, could they get to zero? Yes. And you can say, well, if, if, if a county can do it, if a region can do it, then why can't you just um, get other counties and regions to do it too? And so it all starts local. It's a big problem, uh, but it starts local and you make these local achievements, local gains, and you protect those. And then the, that zone, that green zone spreads eventually to cover the whole country. The, um, the things that will help us as well, I mean, in Northern Ireland, as we know, they have, their vaccination program is proceeding well. And the vaccines aren't the whole solution, but they really really help in Mm. they help everything so um and one of the things that's really good news about the vaccines that we didn't know before is that it looks like they are helping in um preventing transmission Pfizer one anyway the stuff coming out of israel is very interesting yeah and that's really really good news because that makes it's so much easier to get to zero, actually. And if you get to zero, if you use if you use all of the tools at your disposal, including the vaccine, you knocking your canning and breaking all these chains of transmission, you get to zero much easier and faster. Yeah. And then we're talking about not having to live with this. And I see that as the most appealing, um, most appealing and most long term stable solution. But if people, if their alternative is they say that they want this to be an endemic virus, well, then it has to be endemic at a very low level. We can't have endemic at a high level. Um, so that, that has to be, you know, you can't just compare, you can't just criticize one uh, strategy and not compare it with something else. You know, we, we'd all love to be back in 2019 when this didn't even exist. Yeah. But we can't do that. We have to deal with it from where we are. And um, the the advantage of getting the cases right down so that you're talking about getting towards zero where you're talking about zero mystery cases you know it means you know where the virus is and and you you catch it you contain it and you stamp out the chains of transmission the high levels we have at the moment you know that's just not possible but when you get the numbers low and then you resource the public health units 
um, then the public yeah. health doctors, you know, that particular speciality of medicine, which is looking at population health and the groups, they can do amazing work if they're properly resourced. And it's a scandal. They haven't been properly yeah. resourced yet. I mean, even here we are. I mean, they should have been well resourced even before this pandemic, but that we're so far into this pandemic and they still um, well, haven't given them what they need. If you look at what Irish public health doctors, Aoife, finally are achieving all over the world, the likes of mm. Niall Conroy in Queensland, if you look at what they're achieving, Yep. Why we're not resourcing them properly here remains a mystery. I, I hope we'll speak again sometime soon. It's been a pleasure to have you on the Opinion Line this morning. Thank you very much. Lovely to talk to you. Corks 96 FM. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.